On that note, I want to welcome everybody to the Thursday night episode edition of The World According to That Man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. It's an honor and a privilege as always. I want to welcome the Rumblers, the Ranthers. Everybody's going to be downloading. The downloads this week have been on through the roof, and we are extremely grateful for that. And for the people listening in Iraq and Switzerland and Australia, we thank you. Keep commenting, ranting, and it means the world to us. Remember, benstein.substack.com is where you get our emails. And we are joined tonight by semi-regular from Media Action Network and Big Pod, the new podcast, Big Pod, by Ken LaCourt, former number four at Fox News. We used to run Fox News Digital Media. Ken LaCourt. Howdy. That's what I get as a response. Hey! You're right. You're right. Thank you. I'm appreciative to be here. Good afternoon. Good evening, gentlemen. And joining us again, John Androzik from one of my favorite bands of the last 25 years. And I just want to tell you from Five for Fighting, I was talking to a person before last night and I was telling her that you were going to be on the show, John. And she wasn't familiar exactly with the name, and I started lifting off the songs. And every time I would list off a Five for Fighting song, <laughs> she'd say, oh, that was huge. Oh, that was also huge. Oh, that was Maybe also huge. Maybe she wasn't huge. talking about the songs. Hey. And, and she says she's a big fan, and it's hard to not be a fan of John Andrzejczyk's music, but he also has a new music video out. Great, for his great, song, great, Blood great, of My Hands. Great, 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 great. It great. is a brilliant video. I encourage everybody that's great, listening great, to the great, show. Great, 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 great. To download Thank you. the video. And Thank you, Judah. It's, it's a, yeah. No, it's an exceptional video, and yeah. it's also the only video I've ever seen on YouTube where it had a parental or a child advisory label on it. I've never seen anything. And if people don't believe that YouTube is shadow banning, like people like us, they shadow banned him and they've banned it. But this show wouldn't be complete without actor, writer, provocateur, saints and a lover, father, grandfather, mathematician, statistician, economist, former shoe salesman. Most importantly, I liked very, very much. He did it it for yes, I only did it for five days. Yes. And uh, most importantly, husband, but also Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. You cannot imagine the surgery I've had to do this last week trying to put people's brains back on their heads. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And before we get started, John, if you, done, John, last time you were on, you had you had just released a song. It's done really well, Blood on My Hands. And you put a lot of time and effort into this music video you shot in front of the White House. And it's a docu-style video. And they took it down. Or and then they added the and then they added that content thing or what well, happened? It, it was it, when you say they took it down. Who is they? YouTube. 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 Yeah, it was interesting actually. When YouTube initially post, posted the video, uh, they put a, a child warning on it, which I appreciated. I actually put my own content warning on it because I showed Taliban atrocities. How can you not talk about Afghanistan and show that? But it was only, you know, 10 days later when when with the help of folks like Ken and others, the song had kind of gone viral and you had senators tweeting it and it was making an impact in the culture that you took it down for graphic warning uh, that they'd uh, that they'd already put up on it. And and frankly, without the outcry of of, you know, many influencers, they never would have put it back up. But eventually they they apologized for the mistake. But you're right. They had to do something to, to kind of cover for their censorship. So they put on another warning. So there's probably three or four warnings you have to click to to get through the video. 
But uh, I'm grateful for the folks that that uh, that spoke up for free speech. It was an interesting experiment intellectually to watch uh, not one of my music colleagues uh, cry out and support me. Not I got talking about him. We'll talk about Russia. I got more inquiries from Russian propaganda media than I did from the mainstream media or the music media to talk about free expression. So it was uh, interesting in many ways, but it's, it's still up there. Uh, it's uh, it's news clips, as you said, of the the withdrawal. It wasn't my opinion. It was me performing the song from the White House. And the last word was from former Vice President Saleh. I didn't want it to be some songwriter to have the last word who talked about how Afghanistan reflected on America and the consequences to come. And of course, here we are watching the first domino fall in Ukraine. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. What, what was the name of the vice president? Vice president. Oh, uh, Mr. Sala. Mr. Saleh, the vice president of Afghanistan. Oh, I see. Yes, uh, Amrullah Saleh, uh, who's a, a very wise man and uh, had to, uh, you know, is, is in hiding now, and I'm not even going to tell you where, but it's a tragic thing, just like the rest of the world right now. You're completely right, Ben, and you're John, and thank you for that. And, you know, and, and if anybody here could understand the courage of their convictions, that's yours truly, Ben, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, a person that's gone above and beyond... <laughs> Oh, I, for, don't do much. I really don't do much, but God bless you. No, ben, I I, ben, I'm talking about in the sense of your writing, of your creativeness, of and never really having and being a, a, lone, a lone wolf and, having, and not having other people in your field always defending you. And that takes a lot of courage. So well, I you're very both, kind. It, 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 it's, it, 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 but I want to get to what he said because uh, we... Listen, the chips really did start falling, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, when we did leave Kabul the way we left. We had 13, so, we had 13 um, U.S. soldiers that died. We, we left tons of people over there. And there's new news out today. And uh, I, I can't imagine this is new news. It's just we have no sources really anymore. And nobody's doing any news that China... Uh, had asked Russia not to invade until after the Olympics. That's a really big story, Ben. And yeah, that's been, that's, that has been in the news a great deal, but I have to respectfully disagree with you. I think the chips started to fall as soon as Mr. Biden was oh. elected, and uh, I put that in heavy-duty quotes, and uh, as soon as that happened, uh, I think that the Russians uh, knew the doors were open and that uh, they could do anything they wanted. And get away with it, and uh, that the political system in America had been, been so corrupted that um, anything went. And uh, it's a very, very sad story, and a lot of people are dying about it. And um, it really is mar it marks a very low point in American culture and in the world and in world culture. And I'll go by the way, I'll go even further back, further back, and say it, it all started with all the things with Trump, with all the investigations that still continue to cause chaos and sow seeds of doubt and to put us in the stall position in uh, in as far as America, as far as American might across the world. I mean, they really castrated us for quite a long time. And they're, Ken, still doing it. they're still doing it. And they're still, still doing, doing it. it. And, and, and Ken LaCord from Big Pod, it, uh, if you look at the news, it, they uh, blasted the nuclear plant in the Ukraine. There's fires going all around. Uh, it's a very dangerous thing to do, hard, although it won't explode <clears throat> like a nuclear plant necessarily explode. But nuclear plants are not fail-safe big blocks of cinder block 
if you do enough damage to them, they will have a nuclear explosion. Yeah, that'd be horrid. Obviously, uh, that that's the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe. Yes. Um, I mean, look, the one thing that we've learned about wars is how unpredictable they are. You know, we talk about Afghanistan. Afghanistan in our lifetimes has pushed out the two biggest world powers out, and they don't even have roads in most of Afghanistan. I and mean, it is not a, you know, it, it makes Tijuana look like Manhattan. And, but, you know, so you look at, as we, as we go to this, you know, Putin presumably thought he was going to come in with and, and it was going to be a lot easier of a job for him to do. He's, he's gotten that kind of resistance. And, you know, you just war is a wild card when you start blowing stuff up. Well, and, Mr. Hitler said uh, one, he said uh, war is like uh, and at the beginning of war is like walking into a dark room. You just don't know what's inside the room. Second thing is after the Battle of Stalingrad where the Germans were just crushed just crushed, and that was the main turning point of the war, uh, a Russian observer said, the Germans are funny fellows. They came all the way to see us in shiny boots. They thought it was going to be a picnic. And uh, something like that, I think, is happening to the Russians. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be the same, because obviously the might of the, of the uh, Ukrainians, while substantial, is not to be compared with the Red Army. Well said. And John, uh, I want to quick, how many people are still left in, Co in Afghanistan and Kabul? Because that's something that we don't talk about that's left the news. And I know you're, you're very big in that. How many people have, are still left behind that we're not talking about? You know, it, it depends who you talk to. You know, there's certainly American citizens left behind, but, but the reality they face is, yeah, maybe the State Department will allow them to come out, but many of them have families. And there's many situations where they tell, imagine, a father and say, all right, you can come out, but you have to pick three or four of your family members out of 15 and leave the rest to the Taliban. So who's going to leave that? You know, the, the main uh, focus that we're working on right now is the Afghan commandos. These are commandos, special forces that we have trained, that we have equipped, that have one of two choices. One is to be murdered by the Taliban along with their families. The other is to flip to the Taliban who will, be, will have to be fighting our boys five years from now. So if we don't get those folks out, um, it's a national security risk. And uh, you would think the administration would at least focus on that, but they seem to have no interest. And uh, you'll notice in the, in the uh, State of the Union speech, Afghanistan was not mentioned, um, which tells you they're just trying to expunge Afghanistan into history, no matter the fact that uh, we have these trained soldiers uh, that uh, not only we betrayed morally by promising to, to, to save them and their families, um, but they are going to be folks we're going to have to be fighting in five years. So the disgrace can't go any deeper. And, uh, and the Afghan uh, evac orgs are incredibly frustrated. They're incredibly angry. The State Department, I think, I think the State of the Union was a wake-up call for a lot of them who believed Blinken's BS that the State Department was trying to help. Um, that they know finally that, yeah, they've been played for fools, many of them, and uh, they're still stranded alone, just like the folks we left in Afghanistan. And, and which gets the benefit. Just ask our very talented friend, what, what would have made them believe? What would have made them believe, Lincoln? What would have made them think that he was going to ever be telling them the truth? That's a good question. There's actually, interestingly, two factions within the Afghan EVAC community. 
uh, one faction, one called Moral Compass that has a bunch of groups under it that are like, we're gonna go do the right thing because our government won't. And there is another trying to be the good cop within, within the State Department. And there are some people in the State Department that understand the, the tragedy, the, the shame. None of them have resigned, but there are some there and they were hoping to work with them to get, to get Blinken and the US State Department do the right thing. But I think now they well, realize they that they were- Sir, John, my yeah. dear friend, colleague, fellow musician, what would they do at this point? Well, they were hoping that they'd open up more lily pads, um, lily pad countries that could accept some of these Afghan evacuees. Everybody has manifests of hundreds of people, SIV holders, um, American citizens, commandos that are ready to go if we could get the planes going, but we need places for them to go. We need countries to accept them. But the State Department's throwing up roadblocks at every at every station. So again, it's uh, I think they were a little naive. Um, but uh, as I said, a, it, little, it, a little bit is good. Yeah. That's good. That's a good I'm one. trying to be nice to them because they're trying to they're trying to rescue people. Their heart's in the right place. But I think that's uh, a good one. That's a good one. But uh, but it, it's one. you know to to answer your question, Judah, it's 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 just terrible. People, I'm on a chain called atrocities, and every day, you know, former. Uh, former allies are being murdered, women and children still can't go back to school. It's, you know, the, you, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't believe it. You know, with Ukraine and Afghanistan, China around the corner, it's a dark time for the world. And, and uh, you know, one thing Ukraine has done is pushed Afghanistan off the map. So any focus there has been kind of lost too, which is another tragedy for, for Afghanistan. Very scary. And Ben, you well, brought this up. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Mr. I don't exactly know how to pronounce his name, but the head of, of the government of, of, of the wonderful country of, of, uh, with, we're talking, we're talking about Ukraine. He has done something quite amazing. Zelensky. He has stood up, Zelensky, he has stood up to the Bolshevik steamroller and said, I will die, but I will not back out. That is a brave guy. Now that's a guy, he's not special forces. He's not a Marine. He is a television stand-up comic. Yeah. He is an amazing man. I think he is the hero of the post-war era. And we have to be thankful that there are men like him. And if we cannot do everything possible without violating the terms of NATO to get him a help, we're really in desperate moral trouble. And I think some, some man from the uh, government of Ukraine said on, at the UN, People who are fighting against us do not go to purgatory. They go straight to hell. It's very well said. And Ben, you brought up this point the other night, and then I'll get to Ken. But you, in, in, in your lifetime, I know this is frightening for you, the nuclear thing. I, right. I didn't have to face it, and your generation did. It, it, is there anybody, I mean, is there anybody worse than Biden? I mean, and we've talked about this as far as far, forget about domestic policy. The foreign policy of this regime, Ben, have you ever witnessed anything like this in a year and a month? No, and I no, and I hope I never do again. And uh, I think it's terrifying that uh, the uh, people in the United States, especially in Congress, and there are some decent people in Congress, not many, but some stand, are not screaming their heads off. It's amazing to me that there are not people marching around on, on Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the White House kneeling, praying, singing, doing everything possible to bring the nation's and the world's attention to the fact that a moral outrage is being committed every second. 
No, it's well said. And Ken, it, uh, it really, as Ben just said, in his, it, it is a really, you know, the, I, I, t- I titled the name of the show tonight, um, Speak Loudly and Carry a Little Stick. And I'll t- and, give you another title, which is Nixon Now More Than Ever. And Trump Now More Than Ever. But it, it, Ken, it, 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 I love these little sanctions they're imposing yet we're still we're, we're still getting so you know some of the we're still getting some of the oil but they're giving these sanctions after and it's and i brought it up it's like we knew this was going to happen and ben's biggest thing which i haven't always agreed on i got to be honest but i got to be uh, ben stein is always correct we should have been spending so much more money on our military we should be spending so much money sending had we known what was going on if as ben said the china thing was being reported for months we should have been sending the ukraine and any surrounding areas as much artillery and as weapons as they as as they need anything troops to, to, to show them how to use it whatever they need and we once again drop the ball it's 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 yes ken pennies pennies i'm sorry ken i beg your pardon no no um you know i i think that that Interestingly enough, and, and, and I think you're right on, on all of that, but a lot of most Ukraines didn't believe this was going to happen until days before. I mean, even Zelensky was like, hey, you're saying this uh, CIA, NSA, I'd like to see proof. And, you know, we weren't going to say totally right. You're totally right. Totally it, right. What would it have cost us to build up their anti-aircraft defenses, their anti-tank defenses, would have cost us pennies compared with what our government spends. And we would have been seeing a very diff- different situation. I mean, this country is so incredibly rich. We could have spent a lot more money on the Ukrainian defense and it would have been a different story. And I think Mr. Putin, who is a very cruel man, but I mean, is not necessarily a stupid man. He may be, but he's not necessarily... I think he would have said, uh, somebody make me a chart of what the Ukrainians have got, and let's have a look at it before we invade. Ken, you know, I don't know. I think he was saying that because he had to say that. I think he was probably praying that that was the situation, that Putin... But knowing Putin, he had every reason to believe that Putin would invade. This guy has invaded other places. When a guy... Again, I go to always say... When a person tells you what they're going to do, believe them. If a person says they want to destroy Israel, believe them. If a person wants to say they want to bring back the old Russia, Ken, believe them. And why? And, and you know, as I keep saying on the show, having sanctions day one, what's wrong? Why, what does it cost us to believe them? What does it cost us to build up the Ukrainian armed forces? That's more. We waste that much money on insane programs for training non-binary people every day. How much have we put into the? I have no idea how much the I United mean, States I helped build that up. They, 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 they made it out to be a very big deal that they had recently recently released three hundred and fifty million. Well, three hundred and fifty million to me is an astronomical amount, but compared with what we spend on various social programs, they're completely, hundred percent useless. It's not that much. But Ken, to the bigger point, before I get to John Penn, to the bigger point, we're we're giving we're giving the sanctions after, and we're giving the money after. That 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 sort of it, it sort of defeats the purpose. Yes, it's it, better it's, than nothing. Better than look, nothing. I mean, and on the other hand, 
let me let me give the flip side to that. Had we given them a whole lot of weapons and they acted like the Afghan military, which basically threw all those weapons to, you know, how would you like it if 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 Putin rolled in in one day and he had 2000 Stinger Stinger missiles that we oh, gave. He, him. I think he probably I, I mean that could have happened too. Already does happen. I was about to well, say. Well no, he, no, I'm saying he would have had our stuff I just know, in the same he, way that well maybe he does. Can you're so, a little loud. So the 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 other question that I have is is you know when you look at what's the end game on this when we're still talking mm-hmm. about supplying some some you know shoulder level type missiles to 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 them and Germany's Germany's popping up some how, you know what is that end game turn into in 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 Ukraine for Russia can they hold can they hold that whole country when there's no. thousands no. of shoulder fired no. missiles no. running no. around they can't they can't Mr Putin has just bought himself a hell of a lot of trouble for a hell of a long time. He has just taken a country that could have just been a peaceful, quiet country, making nothing dangerous, full of incredibly good-looking girls who are in many, many of the books I buy every day on Amazon. And instead, he made 41 million deadly enemies right next to him and possibly now part of his country. It was, he's obviously not incredibly smart. But, I, you know, John, to go to, back to your point, it's whether those people were, were, should have believed Blinken, obviously they never should. But I think Zelensky in the Ukraine is having that, if you keep on reading and watching what he's saying, he's sort of baiting this, this administration, this regime, whatever you want to call it, and basically saying to Biden, I have no trust in you. You could have done this, but you're doing this. I don't think we've we've really abdicated how much we're willing to go to the mat for other people, John. Well, first, let me let me echo what Ben said. Um, we're going to know, you know, nobody's going to remember us tomorrow, but they'll be talking about Zelensky a thousand years from now. You bet. We are, we are bet. watching you a bet. George you Washington. You we're bet. watching a Churchill in real time. Yep. And what he's done, uh, he's been able to shame Europe into growing up. Uh, you see the EU taking much more action than the United States. You see Germany looking in the mirror and saying, okay, uh, we're not going to be little, uh, you know, wokus, green wokus. We're going to increase our GDP to 2% for defense. We're going to actually start uh, our new energy policy. And we, we can argue about the sanctions we should have done. We can talk about what might happen. But we know one thing. Joe Biden is still funding this war. I can't think of any Republican president and probably any Democratic president at this point who would still be funding buying oil from Russia when the world has cut it off. Even Nancy Pelosi today came out and said we should not be funding Putin's war. But Joe Biden is so inducted into the cult of wokeism and greenism that he can't make common sense decisions that anybody in the world You'd ask a four-year-old, well, yeah, why are you still funding this man who has invaded this free country? Um, That's one thing I think we can all agree on that is insane. And when history judges this, they will look at America as the followers who followed Europe, who followed the EU, um, that was dragged kicking and screaming to the right side of history. But still at this point, there's so many things. That's your right. I have no faith that we're getting Stinger missiles to to Ukraine. I, I think... Our strategy somebody is to basically is wait, wait for, wait for Ukraine to lose, um, and then try to pick up the pieces. Uh, it's a great again. 
You think Afghanistan was a great shame. I think Ukraine almost eclipses it considering the geopolitical way, consequences. Way, way eclipses it. Look, here we have Ukraine. Nobody, nobody thought that this Jewish comedian could lead this country against the biggest army in Europe and stop them cold, not everywhere, but in a lot of places. This is an amazing historic moment. And I don't know how many uh, stingers uh, Mr. Biden has been able to get to uh, to Mr. Uh, to, to Ukrainians, but any is a big improvement. And the fact that Germany is right. rearming must make Putin be shitting in his pants. <laughs> I got to admit, it makes me shit. It makes me shit my pants about that much too. <laughs> All right, this might be the first world war that they yeah, didn't this, start. The, the Germans, <laughs> the Germans have, do not have a history of being especially nice to the Russians. <laughs> or and, us. Or, or and, us, yeah. No, no, and I like the or word us, that... to me and Judah, especially. <laughs> yeah, or you guys. And John's and John's family, uh, some of them, obviously. Right. I, 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 John, where are you from? Not from here, but I married a Berkowitz, and yeah, I'd actually be, I'd be interested in your guys' opinion on how Israel is reacting to to russia's invasion uh, i would have hoped for a stronger response what, yeah, what are your guys the, the feelings? problem is john is as and we've discussed this on the show this is this is my sort i as ben knows this is something i've studied a lot of uh, israel's got major problems right now uh with their parliament remember bb's not there anymore you right have a guy, you have a guy that controls six seats as as being the prime minister 15 seats or 16 seats in the parliament are run by the Arabs. Um, it's not a good time for these, and, and about 30, 25 seats are run by the left. So it's very, or, or 15 seats. It's a very bad time for Israel. It's very a very bad time. Bad time. And, 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 and you're totally right. They, what they're doing is a Shonda, is a disgrace, and they should pick themselves up and say, we know what it's like to be on the losing side of a gigantic military power. We are now a gigantic military power ourselves, and we're going to help our fellow Jew, Mr. Zelensky, stand up to the Bolsheviks. And they here, are. Here. And you see, but here's the quagmire. You see, here's the quagmire, this stain, and I'll use it, the word John used, that is Biden, the stain that he has been and will be in, 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 in for for years to come, it, the, with the Iran nuclear deal that they're still forcing through, this is Israel's Israel's in a box right now, right? Because they go against Putin and they do this. They have Iran, who Putin is and China are very close to. It is, these are these are I mean ge geopolitical nightmares right. that we're dealing with, and it's not it's not easy. I I don't know I don't Ben I don't know what Israel should do. I don't know what they should do either. But one thing I know is. They make the best anti-aircraft yeah. and anti-artillery weapons in the world. So. There's no reason whatsoever that they shouldn't be sending some some of those to Ukraine. I mean, Israelis make an anti-artillery weapon so good they can stop an artillery shell shell in mid-flight. I don't think that there's any excuse for the Israelis not. They have sent the, aid. I mean, but, but, I, I, yeah, but I don't think not, they sent. I don't think they sent the, the Iron Dome. They no. They can you? That's a good question. Can you? Set, how long does the Iron Dome take to set up? Uh, the Israelis set up the black boxes that Nixon sent during the Yom Kippur War in about an hour. Yeah. Well, but this isn't that. 
and why, why not? Why not? To well, be it's because it's very, a little bit more, a little bit more complex. I, I would assume. Are pretty goddamn smart. So you'd have to be able to train them because you're not going to allow them they're to be pretty, go into the country. They're pretty damn smart. Very smart people. You again, and and, and, and again, and here know. goes to 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 to, to uh, wrap this part of it up a little bit to what John said, to what Ben said. Even it doesn't matter. We still have to send it. Right. We stay. It doesn't. It, it, it. This isn't over. It's not going to be over for a long time. We need to get. It, we need to train these people. We need to. Everybody's got to send as much weapons in as possible. We can't play Monday morning quarterback. We screwed the pooch at this point. It, 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 it doesn't really matter. Let's arm them as much as humanly possible can. And I don't know how the Iron Dome tech, you know, works technologically and how Nobody easy. knows how it works. Nobody. That's exactly right. Nobody <laughs> but it knows. works. But it works. But, but it works. But, but, but it does work. And I do love that word you use, John Stain, because that's what I think of Biden. I, I just look at this regime as, as just a stain on uh, and a pox on what they've caused to the world. And uh, it's, it's really scary in one year and one month. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Um, let's, move a little, let's move a little bit farther down the road. Why did we have our eye off the ball so much? Because we were talking about diversity and about people rioting and burning down downtowns of various uh, towns and cities all around America. Why could we not get our heads out of our asses enough to look around the world and say, we've got to worry. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about diversity soon. But right now, we're about to have a war in Europe and in a place within a stone's throw where World War I began. We better pay attention to that. Now, you, you know, you ask a good question. You ask a, a great question, John. And this is, and this is uh, the battle we're facing right now. We have John Kerry who's worried about oh, uh, God, climate. Oh, John Kerry. Worried, worried, who, who, who I said the other night, I will say, he looks like, remember the movie Maniac Cop, that 80s horror movie? He looks like the guy from <laughs> Maniac Cop. Not a lot of people saw <laughs> no. it, I did. But John, he, it, it's like, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the Twitter mob, the, the Twitter lobby, as I said to a friend of mine on the phone today. It, you know, that they are a lobby and they are lobbyists against anything of 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 ration of reason and rationale. And they and are out of common decency and common decency. And, and 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 when they speak of the ills of the greatest country in that God has ever created, the United States of America, and, and, and they stain it. Uh, they we, we 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 aren't able to keep our eye on the prize and see what's going on in Europe. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'd even like to go I back. I'd, I'd even like to go back to I think more of a root cause. It's it's easy to you know criticize Joe Biden, but he got there for a reason. Um, and I'd be interested to hear Ken's take on this. You know, our good buddy of mine, Andrew Breitbart, just we just uh, recognized his ten year anniversary of his passing this week. Mm -hmm. And Andrew understood that at the end of the day, it all starts with the media. And why are we here? Uh, well, if you have a media that for a decade or longer has been an advocate for one side of the aisle, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to vet you're not going to vet candidates because there's no consequences for irrational behavior. And if you look at President Biden um, and you look at Kamala Harris and some of her Kamala Harris of the week before the invasion uh, said publicly, well, yeah, I hope I hope Ukraine can join NATO. Um, you know, which which, you know, which could have caused World War Three along with that statement. So you have these 
these political figures who've had no consequence with the media, nobody's ever asked them a hard question, um, that get elected. And when you have an academia, again, that is completely biased to one side, you wonder how we get these leaders where we scratch our head and go, how could we still be buying oil? Um, why don't we send them some weapons? Why don't we initially, you know, be, while we've had Russian soldiers on the border for two months, why don't we start some sanctions? Now, all these questions to us that seem so basic, um, I think it starts with the media and it started with the media. And, you know, here we are and now we're bearing the consequences of ben it. Is, ben is your biggest ad for, advocate yeah, I, for that I, because I, he I, considers I, the media the fourth branch of the government. They, they are the fourth and most important branch of the government. And they have been pushing along this insane cult of diversity and wokeism and fake, fake, fake environmentalism. And uh, meanwhile, the Russians laughing like mad says, can you imagine this country, the greatest country in the world, prosperous, rich, incredibly kind to the people who live in it, and they are stuck because they're worried about environmentalism the Chinese are opening a new coal-fired plant every two or three weeks. Are we, are the Americans crazy? Yes. And, and, and you're completely right. And to Ken, you know, <laughs> Republicans get vetted. As you well know, Ken, uh, Republicans uh, get vetted, they get torn apart, they get shredded. Nobody in their right mind <laughs> Let's be real with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, Ken. I mean, had they done any stories? He came out today, Ken, and said again that five police officers were shot on January 6th. What? Yes, yes. This is a guy that has had, you know, you want to go back to the Obama vetting. And the reason I want to go to you with this, Ken, is because you took a lot of heat for, for for, for not... reporting on a story that you didn't have facts on and that's to be really commended you you extremely commended ken lacourt what you did you fell you took a lot of heat and you and 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 you're very heroic what you did over there at fox news ken well thank you look i i prefer to think of the uh the media not as the fourth estate but as the fifth column sometimes no no no, no, i didn't say fourth estate they've always been called the fourth estate the fifth column is a good one. They are the fifth column. They've been the fifth column in this country for a long, long time. Very look, long time. Look, all conservatives have had a headwind in running for office against them. Well, you bet. You know, you since forever, since as long forever. as I've, I've been alive, we have some. We have some. You know, I think we have some good signs coming out of it. I mean, you know, that that also helped create a Fox News. It helped create some of the some of the things on the right. It it allowed Andrew Breitbart to have Breitbart.com, yep. which is a massive, uh, you know, a, a, now a massive news. And source. let's be real. It allowed him to create the Drudge Report. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, the Drudge Report was first. And uh, well, and, no. Well, Breitbart was the writer or yeah. wrote most of the. Uh, he did a did, lot of that. He did, he, a lot yeah. Of and which people don't realize. But go yeah. on. Do you know at one point Matt Drudge offered to have Andrew's name on the masthead of that? Uh-huh. This is early on, one of the when when they right when they they got the uh, Monica Lewinsky stuff and, and exploded Drudge into mainstream consciousness. Uh, uh, Drudge was like, "Yeah, do you, you know, do you want to be partners in this?" And Andrew was like, making a hundred thousand dollars, and his name was out. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, no, that's okay." <laughs> And he was like, "It was the dumbest business decision <laughs> he ever made." And it, you know, it was like walking away from. $20 million and worldwide fame. But uh, look, I, the, the media, it's certainly fixing the media and fixing the things upstream. I'd, I'd add entertainment to that uh, to that list as well. 
Um, um, and that's something that we we as conservatives, that fight is more important usually than the day to day, whatever they're bitching about on the Senate floor. Um, Absolutely right. It's gigantically important. And everything that's happening over there day by day is gigantically important. I just turned to my phone, which I'm not allowed to have, but Judah can't possibly find me out here. And it, it says oh, that there's a giant fire at the. That's uh, what I was referring the, to before. A giant fire. Okay. If the fire gets to be bad enough and it compels the people who are working there to pull out the cooling rods, there's going to be a very big explosion. That, that yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. And I want to get. I want. It's. It's. I want to get to something though. Uh, as we as we're in a constant stream of talking about. Um, you know, with the media, and I want to get to you first, and then to John, and then to, to Ken on this. It's it's you're, you, Jeff. You, you, I have to grab the medicine. It, Sorry, Jeff. You can, I'm talking, Jeff. I need my. Wow, well, I, 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 you're giving him a heart attack right on air. <laughs> um, so 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 we we you know we constantly scream of where are the Republicans screaming right. Mm in the House, in the Senate, or the conservatives. And you've been screaming, Ben, for 50 years. And you've been writing about this, and you've been talking about this, and it, you haven't had cover for it. You've taken a lot of heat for a lot of the stuff you've said, like I've brought up before the show. At a certain point, you know, it, it's so maddening that... Um, that others don't follow, and I don't get why they don't follow. I, I this is they're a, communists. No, no, no. But I'm talking about there are other act. There are. I'm not creators, kidding. But there are other creators. There are other musicians. There are other writers that still are scared of their own shadow, not realizing that there is a place for them. There's there isn't there is a lane that they could have. I will say, if I may respectfully do so that when I first moved to Hollywood, June 30th of 76, I could not believe how the straight communist line was what was being preached by all the writers and producers in television. The straight Marxist line. No ifs, ands, or buts. And that's still the way it is. It's, 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 it's mending, and I'm sure it must be mending for you, John. As you said, you have no musicians, uh, no other musicians. I think you did something with Rage Against the Machine. I, I, I was read something on your tweet or what for the. Oh, no. There was a video for, for a music school in Kabul that Tom Morello uh, participated in and many musicians, which was a beautiful thing to raise awareness for that. But, uh, you know, look. Back in the day, you know, talk about Breitbart, some of you are aware of, of Friends of Abe, and we can talk about it now, where thousands of Hollywood folks came out uh, to secret little AA meetings and spoke their, spoke their hearts be, uh, because they knew that if they spoke that in public or at their workplace, they'd probably get fired. And to this day, you know, I've had a lot of folks reach out to me for blood on my hands, and many of them have said, thank you, uh, you're saying what I wish I could say. And look, it's easy for John Voigt to have an opinion. He's John Voigt. He's got a lot of money. Um, it's easy for me, frankly, to write that song. You know, I'm, at, I'm on the backside of my career. I have security. What if I released that 20 years ago? I don't know. But so many of these folks, they have a mortgage. They have children. They, they need a livelihood. And they are afraid to speak their view. We have created this McCarthyism within the arts and within Hollywood that if you speak out anything against the leader of the tribe, you are canceled either publicly or worse 
passively. They just don't hire you. I've experienced that. Um, but you know, again, it, to me, there's very few consequences. But that that reality permeates the arts, and it's another example of the broken culture we live in. I've got, I've got, and really, really broken stories. I have so many great stories I can tell you about that. But uh, I, I, I'm on the backside of my career too. I'm, I'm just, I'm just extremely, extremely happy if I can spend a good part of the day lying in bed watching old episodes of Perry Mason holding my wife's hands. That's it. I, I don't expect <laughs> you're to be still, able to you're still, on, you're still on the Perry Mason. But John, here's a, what I'll, I'll say. I'll, I'll counter you a little bit. I don't, and, and so I took crap for this from a few ranters and emails. Listen, I love Bruce Springsteen regardless. And I vote, and listen, he says it, he does it in his music. I'm not, I won't go to a show because of his vax stance on his shows. But I do, I, I, I do love what he, what, what he represents. I, I don't know that honestly. Tommy. If you, if you, um, you know, you look at Aaron Lewis this year with his massive hit. You look at certain country singers that have had that guy that sold out Madison Square Garden, that country performer, like two nights in a row recently, who had accidentally said some racist stuff. I believe culture, there's enough people in our culture, and especially in the conservative movement, that will support. You look at any time somebody, it could be a, a, it, it, any time somebody speaks out, the Republicans and conservatives just want to grab them without even knowing what they stand for. There is a lot of space to be creative in this industry if you're on the right. People just have to take it, John. No, I think yours are right. Frankly, some people are just like in media making the mar you know making a marketing brand decision where there's this audience I'm going to go get it whether I believe it or not. But I'm not talking so much about you know artists who are trying to be you know big rock stars or entertainer. I'm talking about a cameraman. I'm talking yeah. about a makeup artist. You're right. I'm talking to people who are the the, the production folks that are afraid to speak their views. Mm -hmm. um, that permeates the industry and it goes all the way to the top. Yeah, a few of us maybe can make a living on being the car carrying members. And yeah, we're brave. But to mm. your point too, with every song that comes out, with every artist that makes a statement, it makes it a little bit easier for the next one. And I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing some of that in the culture at large, in the arts, um, but it is a big road to hoe. Look, I like, look, I appreciate Springsteen. And, but the thing that drives me crazy is if Donald Trump was president and we'd have this catastrophe in Afghanistan, he would have written my song and written a better one, but he doesn't because even he, you know, when when Neil Young came out to basically try to censor Joe Rogan, you know what Neil Young would have done? Neil Young actually did a tour with Crosby, Seals and Nash, a free speech tour. <laughs> I have a picture of the poster. It was called a free speech tour. In the past, what he he would have written a song. That's they, my point. Right, now Joe Rogan. But it's but, not but ever cowards. free speech. It never is really free speech. They call it free speech, but it's really just towing the party line. I mean, it's a, it's like when, when I worked uh, for uh, Norman Lear, one of the nicest guys in the world, a really, really nice guy. He's 100 years old. He lives very near me in Beverly Hills. I hope to have lunch with him sometime very soon. And he, he would talk all the time about his fear, fear fearlessness facing uh what should i say um political uh, correctness but he was the most politically he is the most politically correct guy in the world i mean there's you cannot you cannot go against political correctness in hollywood i mean you can do it for a little while but not for very long yeah, well said and ken the court yes 
Yeah, it's nice to be of our age where we've already had some financial success to pay for the house. You could tell everybody what you think and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's that there's a privilege in that. But yes. uh, you're right that it is it is tricky in the rest of that. What, tricky what, as hell. Tricky what as is hell. a solution in the arts? Is there the a solution? solution in the arts is to, to invest wisely when you're young and uh, save whatever you make. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's always that's good. That's true. That's really true. That that that, true. that actually is great advice because that will, that'll give you the power, like John said, to for him to allow for him to allow for for it to be creative. But I, if you just tune in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. I want to remind everybody um, to download the show, go to our Rumble channel, and subscribe, and thank you for giving us our best. I think one of our best download weeks ever. So that's been greatly appreciated. Well, we're facing the raw blood-stained fangs of Bolshevism, and there's hardly anyone but us guys talking about it. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're completely right, and you could find uh, Ken LaCourt, news podcast, Big Pod, and also at the Media Action Network, and of course you could follow John on his website for Five for Fighting, and uh, please watch his new video blood on my hands it's great and john i'm just a little annoyed that you're not uh performing here with the <laughs> verve pipe because uh, i oh. would have loved to have heard freshmen live yeah. and uh, i'm a little disappointed but john's going to be on the road in different states and different cities and people on this show listen uh, so go to john's shows they they are great i've heard you could download live shows they're really awesome and they're extremely interactive so i encourage everybody to do that and, 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 and the reason I also think this is very important, Ben, as bad as stuff is, we do have to remember that we still have to live our lives. We have to listen to music. We have to watch television. We have to hang out with your wife. Your, your, you my big wifey. For, my big wifey. Cooking, my big wifey. My cooking, big wifey. Cooking dinner for wifey. And I think cooking dinner for wifey and for Gemma. Our, our, my wifey's nurse, Gemma, who doesn't appreciate it at all. Oh, Gemma. Nice, nice, Richard, nice Richard Nixon hat. I've got and, your number, Gemma. And 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 and, and you brought, and, John, and and John brought up something uh, very interesting, which was the Friends of Abe, and there's reasons why they might have disbanded a lot. You know, many people were against a certain bad orange man, and I think it brought a lot of uh, angst to the group. I could be mistaken. But I want to ask all those people that that all the people that, you know, and the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the January 6th thing is still in the news. Everybody wants to get mad at Trump for, for bringing up constantly the past, but the past keeps bringing him up and nobody ever talks about that narrative. You had this January 6th hearing, Ben that wants to move forward, finding him as a conspirator. Unbelievable. As, Unbelievable. As, as a conspirator. Unbelievable. And they say, why can't Trump drop it? Well, nobody, he's been investigated for six years continually. Nobody else is dropping it. How is he supposed, is he just supposed to say, yeah, prosecute me, put me away, or is he not supposed to fight back? I don't understand this narrative that's been, that's always created that he's the one that leads this he's just fighting back Ben. he's just trying to stay out of jail at this point can you imagine what really is going on is that the bolshevik left uh, embodied in the media and in certain uh, legal uh, tunnels and uh, hives and caves 
recently vacated by Japanese uh, suicide fighters, is trying to put a presidential candidate in prison for standing up for the Constitution. That is what's happening now. It's almost unbelievable. It's terrifying. No, it's well said. And John, I'm I I I am not going to ask you. I I I sort of I sort of know a certain, uh, but going back to where you were, going back in your mind, and 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 to the many of the people that Trump wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Let's just say, how many people wish they'd rather be having that cup of tea right now than the than the massive problems that are going on in the world right now, because we had four years of peace. We had four years of prosperity. We, we had chaos that was created, as you said, by, by the media, but we had peace, gone. No, I think it's not just Republicans. I think if you just look at the polls, I think you look at independence, he's so far underwater that, and you look at the Democratic polls, you know, who, whoever saw, you know, uh, approval rating from Democrats for a Democratic president in the high 70s. So I think there's a lot of people um, kind of reevaluating their decision. And no, you're right. I, I think I can speak to this because, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. Um, but I think it's it's really a cold. It's just a, a simple media strategy. I think the Democrats and the left, which includes the media, understand that there's nothing they can say about Biden to kind of cover up his disastrous year. Um, they, you know, with other candidates and presidents, they can kind of cover it. But I think everybody knows in their gut that they cannot cover up Joe Biden, Afghanistan, Ukraine, inflation, the border, go down the list. So their only option is to look at the squirrel and the squirrel is Donald Trump. And they know that the, the visceral reaction good, to their, their, their audience and their base is so toxic towards Donald Trump that it will distract them from the world. And that is incredibly dangerous. And you, you still see people blaming, they see people blaming Donald Trump for, you, for Ukraine and blaming Donald Trump for the immigration. So it's their only strategy. But what does it do? It just further divides the country and does not have us focus seriously, as Ben said, on generational historic crises that we're in the middle of right now with outcomes that could be catastrophic for the free world. Um, so again, yes, uh, I think a lot of people are, look, Donald Trump, whether I like him or not, would not still be funding oil to Putin. You know, he wouldn't be funding the war. He would have kept the Keystone Pipeline going. He would have expanded energy policy. And the only deterrent we have to Putin is our energy policy. Donald Trump would have kept that in place. And I think it would have been much harder for Putin to do what he's doing if that was the case. Plus, we, can, we had just kept fracking. Yeah. It didn't hurt anyone. The whole idea of crusading as a, was just some dopey, phony's idea of saving the environment while China is killing the environment as fast as they can. We didn't need to shut down fracking. We didn't shut, need to shut down a pipeline. We could be, at this point, sending oil and gas to Europe so they wouldn't be having to buy it from Russia. We could be energy independent and exporting energy. Why did Biden have to do this? Because he's got his head up his ass. That's why. If I could just, if, if I could just jump in one, one thing before, no, no. before you moved again. Uh, I, was, I was listening to some, some really insightful podcasts today. Um, what makes it worse is it turns out that the anti-fracking movement a decade ago, 15 years ago, was being funded by Putin. So he'd been setting this up from day one to get Europe off their off their energy after natural gas, after oil, so he could have this monopoly. So really, his strategy has played out perfectly. Uh, and, and, the fact, and the fact that we're too blind to see that 
Um, and even now recognize it, John Kerry, you know, um, again, just shows the cultist, insane attitude of our leadership. Very, very frightening. That's one of the most frightening things I've heard ever in my life. And it's just absolutely terrifying. And of course, the media ignores it. Uh, the uh, Republican Party, by and large, ignores it. Why the hell are we? Are the Republicans not raising hell about this night and day? And I, I want to bring you're completely right. And I want to bring up something else that though that you said we wouldn't be in this position because Trump knew how to deal with P Putin. Trump knew how to deal with Xi. Trump knew how to deal with Kim Jong Un. He he knew how to deal with all these people. And I was speaking with a friend of mine last night. And I asked her, uh, what was her mother's name? And she said, in Persian family, and she said her mother's name was Farah. And I, 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 and I said, oh, that's a very popular Persian. It, it seems like a lot of, per it's a very popular Persian name. And the reason why is because one of the Shah's wife, I believe. Faradiba. That's exactly her. right. And, I met her once. And, 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 and I wish we would have, you know how we, we, you're talking about future gender. I wish we would have looked at history and watched what happened when you let somebody like the Shah go. You know, you might not, and I'm not comparing Trump's, uh, right. obviously, in no way did he commit criminal acts like right. the Shah, but... I'm not quite sure the Shah did commit criminal acts. Whether he did or not, his treatment of women... The, 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 Give me a break. He was a prince. He was like Prince Charming yeah. no, compared with the way the law... No, no, no. Are. I'm saying in a positive way, Ben. Women had rights. There were freedoms in the country. It, it, people looked up to the Shah, and then they, they had it so good, they let the mullahs and the ayatollahs take over and that's what can we have in this country with the aocs with the squad i don't look at them any differently than i do at the ayatollahs and the mullahs you could take that picture of them taking over the embassy in 79 and, and put aoc and talib in those garments and it would be the same exact messaging ken look the good news is that reality always wins in the end i mean now sometimes reality i mean what even to mean? even the what, communists wait, what, what it means is, mean? is 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 well let's like that. What does that mean? well reality in 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 politics in life in the long run and sometimes it's an ugly painful path to get there whether it's a small instance if 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 our if if they keep going on that energy prices and gas gets ten dollars a gallon then you don't see a democrat elected as as president if you if you are christening the SS Harvey Milk with a dude in a dress and you and you and your military goes down, you know, we're seeing we're seeing reality get take 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 charge in, in San Francisco where oh, finally finally the, the you know at least a school board got recalled because they were so crazy. We're seeing so much crime on the streets that the mayor who was two years ago pulling money out to give it into, you know, unabashedly saying we're giving it to those people of those colors over there now she's talking like clint eastwood out on on the stump so it's not always a quick process but but reality usually wins out in the end which is why humanity is doing pretty well so far i didn't know what that means but that means god bless you can that's why i tried to explain it i know i i think i don't have a new haircut what you're making you're giving me a i'm just going bald i'm not i don't have a new haircut welcome to the club to ken's point i think what he's actually saying is eventually if you, when people get sick and tired, they get sick and tired and they eventually want to vote out those people. Sadly, Ken, 
I wish it was always the truth, but you have 40 years, 50 years in San Francisco of these policies. We are running out of time. And well, I don't wait, 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 wait. You have 6 million murdered Jewish women, children, and old men. You have the Bolsheviks starving to death 3 or 4 million Ukrainians. You have an awful lot of bad reality happening. Yes, reality always wins out. There's always some new reality. But let's also face the fact that this reality can be horrifyingly awful. Oh, absolutely. And and, and, and when I said it, and what I said, it's expensive and ugly. That's it, it can be in that. Ugly good is good news is good news is the Third Reich's out of power. The good news is, is that communism compared to what it was when you were when you were 30 years old is, is on its back heels, is despite that, despite Ukraine. That, sure. That, we were fighting that, them worldwide. Um, yeah, we were fighting them in Cuba. It's a good question, but I will say this. The best thing I've ever heard about reality was from a drug counselor of mine that said reality <laughs> is something that doesn't like to be ignored. Yeah. And when I was drinking, I said, yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but, but uh, Ben, you, you but John, I, I, have one, I have one request. Um, you might no, if, I'm not going to do it. I didn't. All I, right, I, no, right. no, Ben, you wouldn't let me eat. John, I didn't ask you this beforehand. I asked you last time if you could do the riddle. If not, I understand you might not have your guitar, so I'll have to save it for next time. You owe me the riddle. You got it, buddy. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I, I love that Dylan line in the song, and I always love it because Ben is such a huge Dylan, uh, you know, to catch a Dylan song and some eclipse of the moon. I've, I, I, you caught me on the spot with the riddles of that. Of the, of the, but it's 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 really the perfect song. And I know you, you said something to me, but it is. It, it, I beg everybody when you're listening to John's music, listen to the riddle. It gives you faith. It gives you hope. And Ben, in these days and age, we need music. Music. We need the arts. We need. We, we, we need to live life is what I was getting to before. And it's it, it, as dark as it seems right now, and, and, and it is dark for the people in the Ukraine. It is terribly dark for them. And, and we need to have an outlet, Ben. And it's, I think it's extremely important. So I want everybody to give one thing, one suggestion that they do to take their mind off what's going on in this crazy world. So I'll start with mm. you, Ken. Oh, me. Well, I come on and, and, and get mocked on this show sometimes, but which I find fun. Now, I, <laughs> you love no I don't look for a refuge. Uh, but what I do do is I do, uh, I do turn off the food fight sometimes. Sometimes I will just go and I will intentionally not look at anything electronic. And it is shocking in 24 48 hours how much the world improves and the grass gets greener and the sky gets bluer when you're not getting pinged on your on your on your iphone i think that's a great thing orthodox jews turn off all their equipment it's for 25 hours no. and it brings a lot of peace to the world the world, as somebody one time said to me the world lived without you for 24 22 years it could live without you for a day John, I know you don't do yoga for um, for <laughs> after your wife sent you on that retreat. Um, so, what is something you do to take your mind off this craziness? And what do you tell your kids? You know, I uh, I think one thing people should take away in this, as you said, a horrible time is you know take hope in one man. One man can change the world, and Zelensky may be doing that. And he's also showing us who we are as a as a planet. But I think to Ken's point, get away from the devices. I, I like to, 
Um, go into nature, do something physical, sweat and be outside, whether it's a hike, whether it's a run on the beach, um, leave your phone at home, get out, see the world, look under blue sky, um, sweat, 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 and you'll come back um, not only physically feeling better, but mentally feeling better. Well said. And John, I think you have the lyrics of a new song with what you so poetically said about Zelensky, how one man can change the world. And uh, if you do write it, give Judah Friedman credit. But Ben Stein... <laughs> Wouldn't uh, sell as well as sweat, sweat, sweat. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know Stein, a hit when I hear it. Ben Stein, before we close out, because you do give uh, some of the greatest advice, uh, what are your, some of your suggestions? How do you... Because I know you've been really scared lately, and you've been telling me how scared you are lately. And I know cooking is a salvage for you, is uh, salvation for you, I mean. What are some things that you could suggest to people? Because turning on the... You know, I got to say, Ben, the media is, is, is making tons of money right now. They're back in the spotlight and they are happy to make everybody's life once again frightening. What are you doing, Ben, to not I happen to be married to the most wonderful human being in the world, the absolutely most beautiful, most intelligent, most loving, most forgiving, most Christ-like human on the earth. And I try to treat her well and i try to make her a fabulous dinner every night and tonight it will be prime ribeye and i say to quote the rolling stones say a prayer for the hard-working people and uh for their back-breaking work and as we are closing out i truly am humbled uh by the uh, all the downloads this week. It's been absolutely amazing. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody, bensign.substack.com. I uh, thank you, everybody. It's, it's very humbling. We don't, we, we don't have a lot of advertisement. We do this for fun, for free. We don't free. have any advertising. And, 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 to get, and to get the love we get is, and the love for Ben Stein, obviously, is is extraordinary and we thank you you can find ken lacord his new podcast is called big pod and you could also find them of course in my mother's favorite news aggregate media action network she absolutely loves it and go get john's song download all his music i recommend you download his with the string quartet um oh. you have that live album it's absolutely beautiful I'm going to go walk the dog after, and that's going to be my salvation. And pets, pets, pets. And John, I, I, it's, I, I, I'm not just saying this because John's on the show. Him and the Killers are probably two of my favorite bands from the past 25 years. Okay. But you and the String Quartet is fantastic. I, I beg everybody just to download it. And that's how I know about his wife and the yoga, because he <laughs> shared that story about going to an ashram. It was fantastic. And... I, I just want to give sh shout out to one more person, which is Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I, um, I, I've been following his teachings for a long time, and uh, he, uh, he's, a, he's a smart and wise man to listen to. The suggestions, the advice, the love, the kindness he offers to people is, second to, is, is absolutely second to none. You're very kind. And, and, and I mean that from the bottom well, of my God heart. He's, 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 he always says, God bless the peacemakers. Um, and is that the, what you say? Always? Yes. And God bless the peacemakers. And that's something we should always remember. 
peacemakers like Nixon and, and, and people like President Trump. God bless the peacemakers because every time... But I say, there's a man who, or woman or non-binary, uh, who works for peace is walking in the footsteps of God. And always remember, those are the most hated people. Nobody wants the peacemakers. And... Um, on that note, I want to thank everybody, John again, Ken again, and of course, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, my dog who wants to go for a walk. Ben Stein, if you would, and we'll see you Saturday night. Ben Stein, if you wouldn't mind taking us out. While the storm clouds gather over Europe, let's remember where we have God's incredible love to be. God bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her. We'll do the night with the light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the ocean, white with foam. God bless America. My home, sweet home. God bless America. My home, sweet home. Thank you, Jennifer, for putting the show together. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all. God bless everybody in Ukraine. And may everybody know peace. Have a great night. Good night. And good night. From my secret lair in Malibu.